0: If it's, from, if it's locked Well he doesn't in. have a key, does he? No, we don't This village
1: of. is keeping a secret. Not locked, no. A big secret. It's in a large shed behind the main street. The door's locked, so you have to squint through a gap... To, your right. to see what's inside. Oh, yes.
0: So what, what are, what's over
1: there in the, this...
0: 50-gallon barrels, is it? They're the barrels, yeah, and there, there, there's, a, there's a little fire inside each one.
1: Niall Mangan won't be around to see the big secret. He's packing to leave.
2: Those are the cream eggs, pairs of jeans.
1: What's wrong with the chocolate in Australia?
2: Really? They um, have the chocolate treated for the hot weather so it doesn't melt as quick. And I think it's that has something to do with it. Whereas the chocolate here it just has a nicer texture on it. And everybody likes it. I will probably have a few bags of Tato as well, a few tea bags just because it's a nicer flavour tea. We can get Irish tea over here.
3: And they'd come here and uh, he'd make an oatmeal cake.
1: Further up the road from Niall's house, in a cottage on the side of the mountain, there's more chat about food.
3: About that size of an oatmeal cake like.
1: Oatcakes with burning matches stuck in them.
3: I think it's 12 matches. Stick down 12 matches in it.
1: Johnny Callaghan is describing a cure his father had for chest problems. And
3: put the cake there.
1: It's the little hole just underneath your sternum.
3: Yeah, and he get a glass, a fourth glass, like a pint glass. And he put it down on the cake like that. And the cake is right up then on the flesh. It come up. That much forever in the glass.
1: About three inches? Yes.
3: Oh, man is is the one he cured out
1: Back down the mountain, into the village, Toss Gibbons is also talking about magic.
4: The bay leaf tree just here at the corner Mm. see coming out through the wall Mm. so it's beginning to sprout up again
1: he's a retired teacher who lives in a house that belonged to a priest who although he was a priest still nodded to other gods when he planted the trees around the house
4: now just beyond is the holly tree and here is the holly tree there's two holly trees on either side of the house to bring good luck and the Baley tree for fertility to ensure fertility. <laughs> I tell one of my sons, I says they were passed under that bailey tree far too often. He's four little taps.
1: <laughs> this is the village of Lahardon, County Mayo. and in early 2012, everyone, absolutely everyone, is talking about the one thing.
5: Titanic. Titanic. The Titanic.
4: The Titanic. The Titanic.
5: The Titanic.
6: The Titanic. Titanic. The Titanic. Titanic. The Titanic. The
1: Titanic. Leherdon. It's in North Mayo between Castlebar and Balanagh. One long street... 136 houses. On the one side, looming Nathan Mountain. On the other side, restless Loch Conn. Lahardon, County Mayo is Ireland's titanic village. In the centre of the village, the supermarket, compost post office. It's pension day. The old men at the checkout have the same groceries. Loaf of bread, litre of milk, small bag of vacuum-packed bacon. Bits here and there. Two of them are giving the woman at the cash register a hard time. When she does the tots, they turn to each other and say that her prices are... Robbery. She smiles. You know she's been hearing the same carry on every week. You also know that if she charged them nothing, they'd still say it was robbery. That's the key, Pat. Huh? One of the old men is Mikey Dowd, retired postman. He's leaving his bag of groceries outside the shop while he goes over to the pub for a mineral.
4: i that there while.
1: You leave the shopping bag there, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and nobody but, touches, will they? I don't no,
4: They wouldn't be bothered the legs of that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Beside the checkout, a stand selling the Western People newspaper. On the front page is an article telling of auditions for a new play.
7: Yeah, actually, well, we might just, just open the circle before we start, so that everybody yeah. can...
8: <laughs>
7: My name is Hilary Lyons, I'm directing the play, and uh, the play was written by Michelle Jordan. It's called Names Upon the Water...
1: The play is about the local Titanic story. The first scene is the American wake.
7: Right, Okay. so um, we're at the American wake.
1: The going away party for those emigrating.
7: The mood is one of unbridled optimism. The dance finishes, everybody claps, the chorus splits into groups and spread around the stage where they
9: begin talking, eating, drinking. Lights up on Katie Burke and John Burke. They might call it an American wake, but I can feel nothing but excitement. Oh, John... Everything's about to start for us. A new life, a new baby. Tell me you feel the same. I'd hate it if you were sad tonight when I'm so full of joy.
6: Jesus, Katie, should I miss Schittery as an excited as Devaney's is? This?
9: I know you miss the people here. It's only natural. But wait till you see America, the liveliness of it all. Everywhere's buzzing all the time from morning to night.
1: The village of Lahadhan, County Mayo, is the centre of the parish of Adagool. In 1912 the parish sent 14 emigrants to travel on the Titanic.
4: No other parish, I suppose in the world, suffered as great a loss as this parish.
1: 11 of the 14 were lost. An old interview with the late Bridgie Leonard gives an idea of their reaction in the parish to the news of the Titanic sinking. Can you remember, how did you hear the news that time? Well, I had a people
6: talking and i crying. In the village and all over, you know, and a fine young boy was drowned and they were all going up in it and crying, water about it. and sure I was excited at all this news.
1: But for some villagers, the titanic disaster wasn't unforeseen. The omens were there. Someone went for water to a well in the townland of Karishkeheen. When they looked into the well, fish appeared. A sure sign of impending tragedy. Also in Karashkeheen, before heading off, one of the prospective passengers came to Johnny Callahan's father, the healer.
3: He could read cups, the, you know, the tea leaves, in the cups. He'd be able to read the cups and tell them oh, what was going to happen and all to that. And uh, Ellen Mangin here, he advised her not to go on the Titanic. He said, I see it here, he said, going down on the scenes it's going to go down. And she, she fa- failed, all right, she didn't go on, but the sister went. And she, she was saved, but the poor sister went and she got drowned.
1: Another omen. In the townland of Knockmaria, Maria, one passenger's mother was giving him a sovereign for the journey. As it passed between them, oh. it fell to the floor, a sure sign of bad luck. Near the town of Crossmalina, a man in black approached one of the female passengers and gave her a warning.
10: It was the strangest thing, Mary. Honest to God, it was. The blood chilled in my body. What's he look like? Was he somebody new? I'd never seen him before in my life. He had his hand on the top of my arm like this, and he was standing really close, so our noses were nearly touching. And he says in this very soft voice, You're off on a long voyage. I said I was. Then he leaned in even closer and whispers, there'd be a terrible trouble, an atrocity, but you'll be all right. Not a hair on your head will perish. He must have been drunk, Delia. Was there a smell of whiskey off him? There wasn't, Mary. Honest to goodness. He must have been let out of the madhouse, Bob and Castle Bar. Don't be thinking about it, Tita.
1: The story of the man in black is alive in the American wake scene in the Ballina play. But it's also alive during the break in rehearsal, because one of the amateur actors says she's related to Delia McDermott, the passenger who was approached by the mysterious man.
7: She was my uh, mother's aunt. You see, the part where she met the man in Cross Malina, she stood talking to him, and her friend told her to come on, and she says, wait a minute until I finish talking to this man. So when she came up to the French, said, the French says, "I imagine," she says, "Who are you talking to?" She says, "This man." She said there was no man there. My mother had told me that, which
9: she had got it off her own mother.
1: For some of the actors, the 1912 emigration scene in the play is not remote.
9: I emigrated 98. Went to America. She's
1: and when you were look, listening to that bit about the wake,
9: oh did that yeah. have any
1: resonance, or was it just something that happened way back then? You no,
9: know, the same feelings apply. Somebody's leaving. In 88, when I left, everybody was leaving Bellinav, and But the same feelings apply. Families are just broken and broken hearted. He's 23.
7: I've only two kids, and he's my eldest. The next thing was, he comes to me and
1: says, Mom, I have a visa. I'm going to New Zealand in two weeks. Good. Did, did he have a party around them? Uh, he had a party with his friends right. but with his
7: family it was Christmas dinner and he wanted please mom, make me a real Christmas dinner with all the trimmings and I said when you say all the trimmings do you mean all the, t-? he said yeah so I put up the Christmas tree, I put up the Christmas lights, the decorations the whole lot and did the dinner from start to finish uh-huh. turkey ham, the whole lot
1: What time of year was that?
7: That was on the 12th of August. The 11th of August. <laughs> David's birthday. And it, was, it was that, that
1: weird for you listening to all that now at the play, the, the wake, and Was there any resonance at all or was it just no, nothing to no, do with you? no, 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 no. Because you have Skype and all that kind of I thing. I can
10: talk to
7: him like I'm talking to you now.
10: Oh, God, Mary, it might sound silly, but I just can't wait to be Mrs Pat Walsh. I can't wait to belong to someone and for them to belong to me. That's lovely, Mary. Oh, congratulations, Mary. I- I'm delighted for you. Now, come on, and we'll go back in and enjoy ourselves.
1: There are other recreations of the American Wake being planned for the Titanic Centenary Week in April.
10: Now point your toes, cross your feet. My name is Sheila Moffat and I'm the principal of the Moffat School of Irish Dancing. We are hoping to organise a version of the American wake. It'll be Irish dancing, live music, live singing, storytelling. We'll be using a minimum of 18 championship-level dancers to perform, two of whom are great-grandnieces of a direct descendant that was killed on the Titanic.
5: My name is Alish and I'm 16 years old. I'm Claire O'Kane and I'm 12. Pat Canavan was my great granduncle. Pat was 21 when he left Laharton and he was going to his sister Kate and brother John in Philadelphia and he didn't make it but his mother was heartbroken when he died. Every evening when the rosary would be said, a prayer would be said for him. There's been stories that he helped others off the ship. For himself, that's all we know. When his brother over in Philadelphia found that he was dead, um, he died a few years later, heartbroken.
1: Did he? Yeah. And do you know why they left? Why were they leaving?
5: They were just immigrating to get a better life.
1: And do uh, do you know people who are immigrating now?
5: Yeah, a few my friends, older brothers and sisters, gone to Australia. What's that like? I think it's sad for them.
1: What do your friends say to you about it? They
5: just say they miss them, but they'll keep in contact with the internet.
1: And do you think you'll travel?
5: Hopefully.
8: So,
7: outside the house that's in the American Wake, there's the sound of music, dancing, and laughter from inside, and the two old men uh, enter. Right.
4: Young ones today, Buck mad the lot. It's good to get outside
6: for a bit of peace. Indeed, and it is, Tommy. Buckleaping about like ages. I think a lot of them drunk. They like the music awful loud nowadays,
4: don't they? I know. They have to have the hell thumped out of the bower on instead of just tapping it. And they like their tunes too fast. Well, that's for the lepin, Tommy.
8: <laughs> <laughs> sure, if
4: the tunes were played at the right speed... That have to dance like human
0: beings instead of animals.
9: No wonder they're all American mad.
0: No wonder they're all American mad. Maybe I'd go myself if I was a young one like Jim Flindir.
11: He's living my dream. Is he? He is. Yeah. I always fancy travelling, but it wasn't done at the time.
1: Porrick McNeely. He's in Leonard's pub waiting for Niall Mangan's farewell party before Niall and his cream eggs head for Australia. Horik is talking about his own son, who spent time abroad, Eamon.
11: Going back a number of years ago, he'd done the cruise ships. Bear work on the cruise ships. he done San Francisco down to Mexico, San Francisco to Alaska pulling in the ports, San Francisco, Panama Canal.
1: Eamon is home for a while. They've both been watching the news about the Italian cruise ship capsizing in the Mediterranean.
6: Once we got new passengers, we did a drill. There's was never a drill for if the boat was like that. If the boat was sideways, we'd never drill like that. So I knew myself, the crew would have panicked. You, you have a tattoo
11: on your arm, do you? Yeah, and people that admire it. So this is going back years ago when a lot of people wouldn't have a lot of tattoos. And as a wedding or whatever... They'd be on about me tattoo on there, and I'd say, I have another tattoo on my chest. And they'd say, what is it? I'd say, it's the Titanic. So they'd want to see it, and I'd open my shirt, and there'd be nothing there. And I'd say, oh, God, it's sunk. <laughs>
1: Two months to go before Titanic Commemoration Week. In the shed behind the main street, Ray Lynn is working away on the big secret.
6: Hello Noel. How are you? I'm I'm up in Lachydon. Are you looking for your saw? Come on up to Barrett's Shed Noel and I'll give it to you. When I was young I used to go around selling tickets for charity to houses and there was an old woman down the road whose sister was on it. I was, of course, young and and naive at the time, and I was saying, wouldn't it be nice to get it up and see what it looked like? And she said, no, that's my sister's grave. It has to be left there. She'd be telling me about her leaving and that, and it was like a death in the family. There was going to be no back. And it was a family member going forever. Mm. Uh, it's, It's a long time ago. It is, but at the same time, the odd thing is that there's people leaving now as well. Well, there is, but you have more opportunity returning now—not just sending home a few pounds, and you can come home every Christmas or whatever now. And
1: have you been away? No. Have you not? No. No, that is unusual for a man your yeah. age, isn't it?
6: Well, I was away on my honeymoon. <laughs> it was enough. <laughs> and did you both come back, or did it just, oh, just you came come back? Together, <laughs> yeah. We back <had> together, <laughs> yeah. Despite all, the mortgage was there to pay me. Paid, I had to keep her. <laughs>
7: Quality, the best. Right.
1: On the other side of the road, Pauline Barrett is opening an empty shop.
7: Now we're not we're getting very wet here. Doesn't get this key in. Now these doors are not the best. Ah oh, we got in. It's not at a great state. Ignore this here. Oh that need sort of out afterwards. It's being plastered. Toilet is there but needs sorting out, cleaning up and everything. Initially, obviously, the first year, it would be sort of Titanic, a bit orientated. We'd have lovely T-shirts, plates and mugs and sorts of things like that. Plus some lovely jewellery. Now, some of it is um, blue. It's like that. You remember the film that was made? So it's kind of based on that. It's a lovely deep blue. And
1: the idea of having a shop and selling souvenirs, how does that sit with the whole idea of commemorating what was a tragedy?
7: Well, you have to look at it two ways. Okay, it is a tragedy. Well, there's always two sides to every story, like a coin. And we're hoping, obviously, that this will develop into a a tourist area. It's not just about the people who were on the Titanic went down, the commemoration is. But around that, you're hoping that it will galvanize and it will develop tourism for the area. Because it's an absolutely beautiful area. I mean, you have Nathan in the background, you have the lakes around, you have lovely rolling countryside, and it's a different
1: type of countryside.
7: Hello, Pauline. Oh, good morning, John. How are you?
1: Outside Pauline's shop, John Lynn, local pensioner, is passing by. He's connected to one of the passengers.
11: Nora, Archie. Nora Fleming. She was going over to Captain Fleming to um, emergency. And um, she didn't get there.
1: Did you go to America?
11: No, I wouldn't trust it.
1: You wouldn't trust us?
11: No. Why? Not on the boat. And you wouldn't trust the boat? No, I wouldn't go on it. Would you have gone on the plane? No, I won't go on any of them. Not a one. What about Michael O'Leary and Ryanair? Would you not trust them? No, any? I wouldn't go on any plane. No, no, no. So have you left ever left Ireland? I was on Westmeath at my sister. She's, I was a sister from Westmead, like. And, um, I'd be up there afternoon.
1: But you've never left the country? No,
11: no, no, no. I have no courage. I have no courage going anywhere.
1: John recommends the parish church, which has a plaque to the Titanic passengers from the area.
11: See them all there? The ones that got lost. You were able to read them? I can't, you see, with these glasses. Oh,
1: to those on the Titanic's maiden voyage when she sank on 15th of April 1912, dedicated the memory of the Adirghul victims lost at sea. Karosh Keheen, is that correct? Yes,
11: that's correct.
1: John Burke, who is he? He was a, a Napalm Mimotov. Toss Gibbons, the retired teacher with the magic trees outside his house, also reads from the plaque.
4: More not for us in tribulation we were brave. But think of us, unshrouded in our watery
11: grave. an
1: The plaque is flanked by two stained glass windows. One shows the emigrants leaving in sidecars for the train in Castlebar. The other shows a local woman in a lifeboat as it's being lowered from the Titanic. She's looking up at three of her neighbors still at the railings of the ship, doomed to die.
4: There was John Burke, his wife Mary, his sister Catherine. And the two ladies were on a lifeboat, on lifeboat number 16. But John wasn't allowed on.
6: Step aside, women and children only. Let him in, for God's sake. The boat's only half full.
4: Prepare to lower.
7: John, jump in.
3: I'll shoot, I'll shoot if I have to. Get ready, two,
7: three, Lower.
4: And the wife, Mary, says, well, if John is not coming, I'm not going either. Let me out! I'll stay with my husband.
7: Sit down!
11: Let me out of this thing!
4: And Catherine says, well, if John and Mary are not coming, neither will I go. And she went back.
1: Because the two women decided to get off the lifeboat, another local woman, Annie Kate Kelly, got a place. She was eventually rescued and ended up in a New York hospital. There, while she was still semi-conscious, four men came into her room. They told her that in order to get to her final destination, Chicago, she'd have to sign for a rail ticket. Her hands were bruised and swollen. One of the men held her hand and signed her name. Then something was pinned to her underwear. When she awoke, she discovered that $25 had been pinned to her and that the document she had signed was a waiver absolving White Star Line of all responsibilities. Back in the shed behind the supermarket, as Ray and his colleagues are adding on bits, the secret is growing. It's an enormous centrepiece for a light show that its planned, will take place on Loch Conn
6: during the commemoration week. It's 76 foot. In length? Front to back, yeah. So you have this frame built of... Well, that's corrugated iron, and it they were walkways from a fish farm originally. And underneath then you've got these black floats. They it? are flotation, yeah. And were they from the fish farm as well? They from the fish farm as well, yeah. So, so you have a bit bit kind of a, a skeleton of the frame built, and then will you clad that? We're going sheeting it all off now, maybe in another fortnight's time. With what? We'll be sheeting with marine ply. And you're going to be towing it on the lake? We'll be towing it on the lake. We'll have two or three boats to bring it around. And is, is there going to be a place for you to stand up on the top and do, like, Kate Winslet and Leonardo... Well, if we can get Kate to come. <laughs> we'll make place for her. <laughs> and Celine Dion. Yeah, Celine can fit in somewhere. Does anyone sing that song at all? Uh, n- not, not in this shade anyway. <laughs>
1: Every year, at the moment that the Titanic sank, 2.30 a.m., the village rings its church bell.
5: Slow rings for the people that drowned and fast joyous rings for the three women that were saved.
1: Patricia Care, the nurse in the local medical centre. And is there one particular story for you?
5: Pat Canavan he was the james bond he was the man who sussed out how the stewards were going up through the ship and when it came to the crunch the time came he led the people up to the top decks
1: and were the gates chained was that why they couldn't get up
5: from our survivors they never said the gates were chained certainly they were not encouraged
1: and he worked out an escape route
5: He did, he did. And he stood by, he stood back, and he watched the women getting off the ship and onto the lifeboats, and he stood there with his rosary beads, he accepted his fate, he got the women there. He wasn't just a small farmer from the west of Ireland, he was James Bond.
9: Mary Rowland.
1: The medical centre is the hub of preparations for the anniversary week. Mary, one of the
2: volunteers. On the Friday night then we have the Mayo Titanic Ball in the Pantone Bridge with the Titanic theme naturally. We're hoping to get somebody in that will kind of make the ballroom look like Titanic or certain parts of it anyway. That of course is, is very much depending on funding and what we can get to decorate the ballroom with. And then on Sunday will be the final day. We'll, we'll start with mass in the local church here. Following that, we'll go to the Memorial Park for the official opening.
0: It's emigration over the last 100 years. That's what this park is about.
1: The medical centre doctor, Paul Nolan, is down at the Memorial Park.
0: Right, the centrepiece here, um, we're doing four effigies. Two will be looking back at the Gable end because the last thing they all saw was the Gable end of their house and a little window with a light in it, and they're looking back at it. The other two are looking up towards we have the bow of Titanic. And the Bow of Titanic is up here in the top left hand corner. It's about twenty foot high, it's quite imposing. The bow represents every ship that left Ireland. When
1: it's finished, the park will contain several sculptures and stoneworks. The stoneworks will include stones taken from the ruined houses of those who went on the Titanic.
2: People bring some stone, you know, and we just build them in. People from you know what family, what people die untouched and, and so.
1: Where are you guys from?
2: We are from Slovakia. Slovakia? Yeah,
1: All right. And you skilled with stone?
2: Yeah, we started, you know, left in Slovakia and didn't come here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> If the
1: Slovakian masons were alive 100 years ago, they may have been on the Titanic too. For all its luxury and grandeur, it was actually built to transport the thousands of poor emigrants flooding into America. The budget market, a forerunner to Ryanair. And White Star Line agents did target poorer areas with word of this great new ship. North Mayo was one such area. Johnny Callahan, the man whose father read the tea leaves, was told how many were living on the land at the time.
3: That place now I bought up Jack, there was uh, John Caden who was living on it, John Bork, Pat Tolan, and Jack Mangan. Four of them. And it's only uh, 12 acres of woodland they held there. Yeah. Four families on 12 acres? Four families on 12 acres.
1: would well, have to live that time. But however poor people were, there was one way to guarantee an income, and that was to send a daughter to
0: America. If you had a daughter and you had a small farm and you had no prospects and she wasn't going to marry into somebody else's place, you had to send her to America. And you did everything and anything you could to get the fare to get her to America. Because once she got there, she was guaranteed to send the money home. Women were great in those days, they were very loyal. The males went to England because it was a cheaper passage if they could get that money. And they were most unreliable. They'd walk on the sites or whatever was over than those days, and they'd spend their money. They probably did a lot of drinking, I'm sure. They probably got involved with all the women over there. Probably got married over there very quickly. Maybe had kids, and they had to. They couldn't send the money home. And this is one thing you don't always
1: realize about the Titanic. While those upstairs lived lavishly and were worth a lot of money, those downstairs in third class were also worth huge money to their families. William Barrett, who owns the local supermarket, thinks this is another
6: reason that Titanic had such an impact on the parish. Not alone, as would say, was it the loss of, uh, say, the family, friends and neighbours, but it was a major financial loss. There had to be. The money it cost to uh, put that together and send people to America. The money never came back. So I I think there was a financial burden on people, and that's what they didn't speak about either.
1: So there's an investment that just didn't return. Exactly, exactly.
6: A human investment.
1: When that human investment worked out, Mikey Dowd saw it firsthand. He's the retired postman who visits Murphy's pub on pension day. One of his jobs was to deliver the all-important parcels.
4: Mostly from America, the from America. There used to be great glee that him in a house and a parcel would come. They used to send sugar and tea and everything that him. Really? Cordons and raisins and all this, yes. From America? From well, America, oh yes, yes. yes. To, uh, sweets and all these things, candy they used to call it in America, yeah. <laughs> the candy. It wouldn't be long getting a knife and cutting the strings. <laughs> were you there That's when what? they did this? Oh, yes, you'd have to wait. Sometimes I might get a fancy shot or something out of it. I'd <laughs> <laughs> have to wait and see what it be in it. With some people, but more of them wouldn't. That's how it was. And the trousers in it used to be as wide nail as this, you had the legs of the trousers.
1: The notion that clothes were special in America saved one local woman's life on the Titanic. Delia McDermott, she who had met the man in black on the street, had been told by her mother that a good hat would open doors for her in the United States.
6: Ready! Prepare to lower!
1: In the rush to get onto a lifeboat, she forgot the hat. She insisted on getting off to retrieve it from her belongings.
6: Have you taken leave of your senses, woman? This ship is going down and you want to go back for a hat? I promise!
1: The lifeboat left without her.
6: Prepare to lower!
1: She got the hat and made it onto a second lifeboat and was saved. The first lifeboat that she had been on was never found.
2: But how do how do these work if these go to parties? <laughs> I think it's just an uh, excuse for a session at this stage.
1: Also in Murphy's pub on Pension Day, although way too young for one, Stephen McDonnell and Ian Leonard, they're playing a drawn-out game of pool.
2: It's what, this time last year will be about
1: 20, 25 of us in a gang,
3: like.
2: And now there's only about there's six three or four now left in our gang. Here last Friday there's only myself and one other lad. We're here for two hours on our own, like. And that was it. No more to be seen.
6: But would you talk to the older
1: people?
2: Oh yeah, yeah we talk to the older
6: people. Like, but don't me as much crack. You're not going to marry one of the outlaws anyway.
1: No.
6: And are the women going as well? Uh, what women? All
1: going
6: as well, well, there's not a lot around, anyway. Uh,
1: what was the, the going away party that was on that you were saying I shouldn't I should have been here for? <laughs> what happened?
3: Who was that for? That was the one of the last kids going to New Zealand.
1: And is it formal? Do do
6: people make speeches and do they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not usually, but <laughs> well, we made him do one. <laughs> what did he say? Thanks for coming. <laughs> Nothing much more. Like, do people get emotional?
3: Uh, one or two of the girls now would have been
1: getting Mind emotional. Sorry, that. Do men and women react differently to emigration?
0: None of my young ones are at home now. Every one of them in England or America. It affects the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman did feel it more than us, wouldn't she? Definitely. A man's made of sterner stuff than a woman. True, true. She's always talking about them and reading their letters over and over again. She keeps every single letter they're ever sent in a little box in the dresser.
7: When you're leaving a place, you do look back and you do think sometimes about
1: that life there.
7: I just want to read you as they will. One of
1: the items Pauline Barrett will sell in her Titanic shop is a book she's written on the 14 who left the parish to travel on the ship. It's a factual book, except in one case, where Pauline imagines what it was like for the 14 to sit on the sidecars as they were taken away from home for the train to cove. As they look back, they must have seen like never before
7: the landscape of their youth. Every homestead they passed, every field, bush and flower, every mountain range and lake, The smell of turf smoke from the freshly lit fire and they remembered days in the bog cutting and saving turf cutting the meadow making cocks of hay the reek threshing oats baking bread and the big black pot hanging on the crane over the fire their thoughts all ran together like a litany of prayers offered up to those they were leaving behind but would never forget
1: Did you draw on any personal experience when you were writing that? Yes, I did.
7: I drew on what I felt having lived here when I was young. And then we went to England. And then every summer, uh, you know, you always came home, sometimes at Christmas, but always every summer. And you'd help on the farm. And you'd have this feeling. You'd be looking back through the window, the small back window of the car, I remember. And you'd be watching everyone till they faded. And they were crying and you were crying and you were waving and you said nothing. You had this silence all the way to the train station. You couldn't speak with a lump in your throat because you didn't want to leave. Even thinking about it now gives me a lump in my throat because I see those images. And you thought of all the things you did that summer and all the images you had from the farm, which carried you to the next year. And I suppose it carried those immigrants on their journey, although they had this great excitement about going on the ship. This is something I want to say about emigration very strongly. People talk about it, they talk about statistics, they talk about how many have to go. But I, unless you have been through it, you never
1: will understand
0: immigration. No, the best thing that ever happened happen them is they had to go.
1: Paul Nolan reckons he does understand emigration.
0: If they stay three or four or five more years in this, in this village and every other village like it from the top of Donegal down to Cork, West Cork, they will be ruined after five years of living on the dole not getting jobs and not getting satisfaction for their ambitions their ambitions will be will be satisfied abroad they can always come back and when they come back they're used to hard work and really hard work and making money if they stay around here they get used to getting money handed over to them and it's a very very bad habit and it ruins them within five years and i have watched the ones that haven't left and i have watched them decay as time goes by and then I always admire the ones that come back from even from England or in the old days and uh, from America and Canada and out the mount, and the ones from Australia. God, they're used to hard work and they're enthusiastic about it, and they're not only here they want to go again because they want to go working again. It's wonderful to see the were, were there no tears in your house when your children immigrated? Not one, you encouraged them all to go. And that's the West of Ireland. You encourage them. It was always called the curse of the West immigration. It was the blessing of the West. They got away.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Everybody should go away for at least a year, if not two years.
0: Niall Mangan,
2: still
1: packing for Australia before heading down to his going away party in the pub.
2: When we first left we travelled a lot of different countries and um, what you see is an eye-opener and people should because it broadens your mind, whereas you're living here you don't see outside the countryside and that and it's amazing the difference like.
1: In the doorway of the room Niall's mother is watching him packing. She's quiet. Will you go to the airport tomorrow? Yeah. And how are you feeling about it? Fine. Fine. You're putting on a brave face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All
2: right. I'm sorry yeah. about no, no, the, that's okay. No, it. honestly, I don't really mind because I know he's happy where he is. <laughs>
7: That would have been the house where John Burke, his sister Mary and his wife Catherine McHugh Burke, who perished on the Titanic, would have lived before they sailed away. That was the Mannions in the... At first, Mary you're
1: Manion. surprised that such a small village is making such a big effort to commemorate the Titanic disaster. Although my
7: grandmother said that he attempted to get in and the, and the ore was put in and he was stopped. He was
1: but then you realise... That memory is what Lahardan does well. The graveyard, for example, down by the lake, is one of the best maintained in the country.
0: It's voluntary work, they come down every Sunday morning at about, uh, 10 o'clock and they do about four hours here. Bought their own lawnmowers and all their own tools down, and they, they do it as a labour of love because it's all their ancestors here. They have great respect for the ancestors in one sense, and I'm very proud of the way they did the graveyard. And we, we love it in summer because it's the most beautiful, picturesque spot going, and there's very few graveyards to, to match it.
1: Maybe memory and history are so important here, because it's a place of transit. People live here for a while, move on, come back. There are English accents everywhere, for example. The children of people who left here and reared them in the United Kingdom and then those children returned to Mayo.
6: To be honest now, I grew up in Leeds Irish Centre, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here now, but I'd say 85% of the people in there originated from
1: Mayo. Perhaps memory is so important here, because if you forget, then you really have left. When Eamon MacNeely, the cruise ship worker, is abroad, he always remembers two dates, the Titanic anniversary, the 15th of April, and...
6: The 15th of August here in Larradon the fair day, it's like Christmas Eve, your mates are sort of home from college or work. When I was out in Australia every 15th of August, I still had me a few drinks, book it off, so, and the boys in Australia knew about that. So, yeah. so in spirits, you were connected.
0: Yes, I was still connected in spirits.
5: We're trying to keep the Titanic story going, we're trying to keep the story live. It gives people hope for the future that their legacy will remain on. In 100 years' time, their families will still be connected. And that's why we're focusing on the legacy this year. Just get it out there to the Irish Esper that, yes, they are being remembered. While, yes, they're going, they're leaving, they're being remembered and their memory is kept alive.
1: Finally, Niall Mangan arrives at his going-away party. He'll be flying London, Abu Dhabi, Brisbane. The journey begins up the road at Knock Airport.
2: I'm flying out at 9 in the morning. I only found out. And how long
1: beforehand do you have to be in the the airport? not 90 minutes. Half an hour.
2: Well, sometimes 10 minutes, it (laughs) depends.
8: It's
1: now early April a few days before Titanic Commemoration Week. Niall Mangan's brother, Owen, a college student, is planting trees in the village. How's Niall getting on in Australia?
0: He's getting on good now. He loves it over there. Is he? Yeah, really enjoying it.
1: He hasn't been crying on
0: Skype, has he? No, no, not yet, no. Is that something down? Uh, That's the one thing we can drive. Oh, yes. (laughs) We can drive it down. Um, Planting trees here to represent the 14 people who uh, traveled on the Titanic. There's Rowan trees, there's Cherry Blossom trees, and there's Sorbus trees. To represent where the 14 people who traveled on it, where they were from, where Rowan trees grew from where a certain amount of them lived, and then I think the Cherry Blossom trees grew where another few had lived.
6: You Hello, you're welcome.
7: You
1: Up the road, Pauline Barrett's new shop is open.
7: Very nice. Oh, we have had an awful lot of people coming in from the village, obviously, and people down from Castle Bar.
1: Are you still concerned about money? Do you think you're going to lose on it or will you?
7: Well, so far it seems good, seems quite good. Very promising. Mm-hmm. Very promising. Mm-hmm. Very promising. Mm-hmm.
1: In the Memorial Park, the nurse is putting colorful beach stones at the foot of the bronze sculpture of the bow of the Titanic.
5: We are recreating the rocks that uh, Titanic never saw. Countdown is on a week to go. Uh, I feel like I've laptop attached to make the (laughs) stitch. But you know what's gonna happen now? What? You know what's gonna happen now? What? People are gonna take away a stone as a (laughs) memento.
1: The doctor and the retired teacher are also in the park and also with stones in their hands. Oh, they'll
0: be picking stones for a year. Picking them out of the new lawn. We have to because we're opening next Sunday. We have the great Mary Robinson here. Were you, right. you talking
4: to your men, her uh, secretary?
1: I was, yeah. Is Enda here coming here that Sunday as Enda well? Enda's
0: coming the following Sunday. Um, that's the Sunday after Easter Sunday, otherwise known as Low Sunday. And he will officially have the park open at about four in the afternoon. Nice. Is there
1: anything that's not working out for you? Is there anything that you're kind of thinking, I should have done this different? Or
0: I have a lovely expression to we learned years ago is um, you may die of starvation while feasting upon promises. and that's, we, we were like lots of other communities. We went and borrowed the money on the strength of getting funds from various um, government bodies. But the money is really held up badly and we're, banks are charging interest and anxious to get started for repayments to start.
1: The park is laid out with Nathan Mountain imposing itself in the background. It's impossible to take a bad photo here. The mountain, the old tree, the sculptures in the park all sit in the frame nicely. Even the telegraph poles have been removed to make sure they don't spoil the scene.
6: Guys! Katie! Women and children only, sir.
10: These are my brothers and sisters. Our parents
1: are... Final rehearsals for oh, the Titanic I'm play. I'm sorry, sir. The women set shows the side the of morning. a ship with a platform right. from which the lifeboat
10: is lowered.
6: No, sir, please stand back.
10: Right, children, you heard the man. You've go on the lifeboat for the women and children, and I'll follow you very shortly on the men's lifeboat, OK?
8: But I don't want to go without you, and I'm cold.
10: I know, Jack, but you have to.
8: They're the rules, and Tom will look after me.
6: Under lock and uh, key and wraps, you know. The first thing about before you go in here, I'm going to tell you, you've got five or six guys with no, no, no qualification on paper, with no welder, no no carpenter, nothing. Just great with their hands and common sense.
1: Back in Lahardon, the big shed with the big secret in it is still locked, and there's new fencing to stop people sneaking in for a look.
6: Did you find that, Liam? Don.
1: Inside, the centerpiece for the sound and light show on the lake.
6: Ah, oh, fantastic. That's just the light of day now. You can imagine the darker night. Ah, oh, man. Now, what's going to happen with that is, on the night in question of the ball when it pulled up outside the William hotel...
1: William Barris, the supermarket owner, is bursting with pride about it. But like everyone else in the village, he can't tell outsiders about it.
6: The Five or six guys have done that, and they, they didn't miss a night or a Saturday or Sunday since January. Yeah. they his here this morning, first thing as well.
1: Over the past few weeks, the world's media have been through the place to tell the story of Ireland's Titanic Village. Sky, CNN, the New York Times, but everyone in the village is sworn to secrecy about the lake display. Why? because they're afraid of a fiasco. They're going to sneak the 76-foot long structure out of the shed and down to the lake under the cover of darkness. They'll launch it into a secluded bay. If it floats, they'll tell the world about it. If it sinks, they'll pull it up and sneak it back into the shed. The last thing they want in Titanic Commemoration Week is to have something sinking out in the middle of Loch
0: Conn. we can't afford to a sinking this. We go down history for all the wrong reasons.
1: Broadcasting live to the west of Ireland, Midwest Radio News on the hour.
10: Good morning, I'm Angelina Nugent. The wraps came off a County Mayo community's most closely guarded secret yesterday when a 76-foot model of the Titanic was launched on Loch Conn near Crossmalina. There were fireworks in the sky over Loch Conn last night as the mini Titanic was floated past the Pontoon Bridge Hotel while a Titanic ball was taking place. The apparition, as it was described, came as a total surprise to the more than four hundred guests who were attending the function. Unlike the original vessel one hundred years ago, yesterday's inaugural voyage from a bay near the village of Lahardon went without a hitch. In calm conditions, several local fishing boats towed the engineless Titanic II from its secret berth to the southern shore of the lake, where it formed the centerpiece of last night's show. Of course, Midwest Radio will be broadcasting from Lahardon.